This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. Hey, folks. Goodness gracious, what a year it has been. I don't think any of us knew what to expect for 2021 after 2020, but I, I feel like we figured out what works and what doesn't. And it's going to be a big year. I feel like 2022 is the 2020 we didn't get to have. So no matter what happens, I feel like we're better prepared for for change, better prepared for what anything could bring, honestly, our way. And I, I think this is going to be a really good year for, for so many of us. And uh, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the show if you have for the last last little bit. And today's a very special episode because we get to hear from our CEO and founder, Bill Schufelt, uh, the person that got this whole thing started, uh, just about what the year has been like from his perspective and what he has to look forward to in 2022. And what's cool with Athletic is, you know, we start the year off with a bang. As, as you know, every January is dry January, uh, which is huge here because obviously people drink us instead of any alcohol during the month. So if you want to join that party, the dry January party, because uh, it's going to be big, um, go to athleticbrewing.com, get your dry January party packs with all the beer you need for the month, ready to go. There's other gifts inside there too. You can find us. You can also find us on store shelves if that's easier for you. Just use our store finder. Look up where we are near you, and be sure to join the party. Follow us on social media too. We're going to be posting all kinds of stuff through the month, and, and the hashtag. Use the hashtag Drink Up Dry Jan. Uh, it's going to be a really big month. People are ready for change. People are ready to learn. People are ready to get back on the saddle. And they want to do it with as clear of a mind as they can, uh, feeling as good as possible. And for a lot of people, that means, you know, cutting out alcohol for a month of the year. So join the party and get ready to get inspired by Athletic Brewing's founder, Bill Schufelt. All right, let's dive in. Bill Schufelt, the man himself, how you doing? Hey, Mason. Thanks for having me back. Excited to be here. Yeah. Um, I think I'll go ahead and crack my first beer it's uh one go. o'clock here so why not have my first run wild of the day that's right it's officially afternoon so i mean heck you can i mean not that you can't have us with breakfast i've definitely done it before but oh, it for is sure. it is a little bit better right in the afternoon middle of the day but man i i gotta i want to know we're wrapping up 20 this is the last episode by the way before 2022 and i just want to hear from you what a whirlwind of a year how, how has it gone for you compared to how you thought it would go um i mean pretty much like every other year it's uh as crazy as that sounds i mean just working with our team and our community and having a lot of fun doing things that seem like the right things to do it's been a lot of fun i mean honestly it's every day has its challenges and its peaks and its valleys but there's just so much exciting stuff going on in the world, and we've had such an incredible time building our team. Man, so much has changed. So much is different. I, I don't even know where to start with you, but you know, just hearing you know the year's gone, pretty much how every other year is gone. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and just a lot of good things happening on this journey. Are you surprised by how far the company's come or how high we've climbed this year? 
so everything we've tried to be like just consistent in who we are really I, I think that's the big difference about athletic is that like athletic wasn't born in some marketing department and then refined in focus groups and then like taken to the world but athletic is truly our company and the community's company and it's our brand and our community and our impact we wish to have and kind of everything is built around that so from customer one who was me recognizing that need in my life and that's where the product emerged from and the experimentation with me and john and homebrewing in an empty warehouse everything was brick by brick from the ground up from the beer to how we found our community. Uh, we went to races where we wanted to be running and racing and sharing beers to begin with. We built our community by just talking directly to our customers and like people and building friendships and community around people in the world who just wanted a great beer and wanted to be involved in athletic and who aligned with our mission and ethos to positively impact our community and the world beyond. Um, so every little thing has been authentically who we are and not just like, trying to continually do focus groups and all that. And like, that's why it just seems fun what we're doing. And that's why I think the growth is happening because we are authentically in the, in the world. And so we're, as a company, we've largely always just responded to the community demand. And like, it's not like we're going out and being like, oh, we have to sell X amount of beer per year. We sell what the community demands and where they ask us to sell our beer, which stores they want the beer in, what kind of beers they want. Every beer we make in the e-commerce, it's either something our team wants to brew and taste ourselves or it comes from an email or interaction we have with our customers. So, yeah, really, we're very much a community-led and authentic brand. So that takes us naturally to a lot of fun, exciting places. That's interesting that you, you say it's based on demand of the community. So how much are you pushing the pedal? Like, is it pedal to the metal to the floor? Is it, hey, this is just based on what demands? Yeah, I mean, we've always liked to say, like, um, what happens inside our walls is who we are outside of walls also. Like, we never want to have a situation where we have to get our story straight or this is what we're saying to the outside world. Like, we, for really clear reasons, we buy the best ingredients very uneconomically often. We treat our team amazingly well. We treat our customers amazingly well. And, like, what we say outside the walls is inside the walls. And then, like, that results in the demand pull from the community. The most painful elements of our life cycle as athletic over the past four years have really been when we can't get beer to our friends, ourselves, our community, our customers, even subscribers who have it on order if we haven't forecasted correctly. So we've really, the past couple of years, tried to get out in front building our breweries up. We, even since in the last 18 months, since we took over the San Diego brewery, we increased that capacity about three times. It's basically constantly been under construction. A new 200-barrel Whirlpool, our overall brew house and Whirlpool just went in. It was about a 10-month project that just got completed this month. And then, as some know, we're building a much bigger facility on the East Coast as well in our backyard in Connecticut. So we'll have breweries on both coasts. And really, those were just trying to get out ahead of how much beer we want because um, it, there's really nothing more painful than when our our partners in the trade or our customers are asking for our beer and we just can't get it to people. Right. And, and so we've been trying to catch up with that for all this time. Has your vision for what you wanted athletic brewing to be changed over the last three or four years in the sense of, because we're not, you know, we're barely 
they're not even four years old yet. Has your personal vision for the company gone from, okay, I want to meet that to now seeing how big that actually is? Or was that goal always in mind for you? The vision you have now was the vision you had then. I think we always knew, like the goals of the company in the background and the foundation John and I built um, have always been pretty big because we have like a bit of delusional optimism in the belief of our mission and our company. So, I mean, the tailwinds behind the category of non-alcoholic beer, when I set out to to build Athletic in the research stage, when I would send out very wide surveys to ten, tens of thousands of people, very often in those surveys, it would be 55% of U.S. adults would say they would love a great tasting non-alcoholic beer and would drink it with regularity. But the beer, the non-alcoholic beer category at that time was 0.3% of the beer category. So like, there was a huge disparity of opportunity there. So I, I knew that a lot of people were Customers were basically asking for this, but the, it wasn't being met by the beer community. But then you look around and a lot of the trends in my own life, which drove me to be customer number one of athletic, like health, mindfulness, wanting better sleep, better quality time with friends and family. I just wanted to wake up and feel my best every day and not have an artificial ceiling of hangovers and stuff like that over my head. And I knew those tailwinds would be wind in the sails of this category for a long, long time. And so I've always like, no matter what forecast we have on paper, I always have in the back of my mind, like, this is going to be big and the impact we can have on people's lives is going to be enormous. But then like, in terms of expectations and serving the community, I mean, if you rank and sort all our customers this year by dollars spent on the website, like I'm in the top 25, like I am a true customer number one of Athletic and super fan. And like, we continued to build build breweries to serve our customers, release beers that we think will surprise and delight our customers every day. And really, I'm right in that group of customers with everyone in our community. But yeah, the great thing is the more beer we sell, the more impact we have on the world. And that is the whole second part of our mission statement. So this year as a company, to like kind of directly answer your question, like, did we forecast this? Did we know this was going to happen. Pretty much every investor meeting I ever had leading up to Athletic, they would drop into Excel and send it back to me, like about our two for the trails program, for example. If Athletic is a huge success to the order we think it will be, do we know how big these donations will become? And I wrote, always wrote back, the point is for this program to be uncomfortably large. And 2021 was really the year where two for the trails got uncomfortably large. And we are so excited about that passing a million dollars. And yeah, so it's it's an enormous impact, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I wasn't always excited that we could potentially get here. Uncomfortably large. What does that mean to you, uncomfortably large? Like, oh my God, am I really about to give this organization this much money? I think it's incredible. And it's what it's all about. It's It's meant to be an impact program to the order that makes people turn their heads and be like, this is awesome, but also an example to the rest of the business world. Like we are participants in this world and in all our communities, like we should be giving back to our communities and helping our communities and positively impact them. Where business for so long has just been a profit extractor from the world. And yeah, we want to not only make better for you products that'll improve people's lives, but positively impact their communities to a huge order. Between two for the trails and our community impact program will be about $1.4 million in donations to over 75 total organizations all across the country and now into the UK and Australia where we're starting to sell beer as well. Do you credit anyone in your life, maybe growing up or someone now that that 
or, or is it just natural to you or has it just been your own journey to want to set these kinds of goals for yourself and for the company? That's definitely a really interesting question. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely an optimist by nature. Like, I mean, my view on pessimism or negativity is that like, if you're going to experience bad things, you can experience those one time by living through them. If you worry about things to the nth degree every time before they happen, you're experiencing everything two times that happens bad and then 95% of things that don't actually happen. So, but as an optimism, I think I think like just the balance of hope and optimism. You hope for better things and better days ahead and you just have to be optimistic that like persistent action can get to those types of better goals and i'm a huge believer in that and if you fail at anything you learn something along the way and you might have a slightly different idea after a failure that ends up being a great one as well um but yeah sorry to answer your question i guess like my mom from a very young age i think kind of instilled delusional optimism and belief in me far beyond my capabilities probably but it's really not just my capabilities either. It's like our team is full of incredible people now. Every single person more talented at what they're contributing to athletic than I or John ever were. And so definitely huge credit to our team. And then my wife also. I didn't even recognize that I had an idea on my hands. Like I never intended to be an interpreter whatsoever. And total credit to my wife for recognizing that and then encouraging me to quit my job also yes thank you jackie for (laughs) all of us being here today (laughs) yeah probably couldn't thank her enough for kind of pushing you across that line um that's really interesting i just you know you you mentioned optimal delusion and that's something i've learned from you is like i know i said it jokingly recently but like you can kind of create your own reality and what i meant by that telling someone about you was you don't have to view it in the way that everyone's telling you to view something as a negative, for instance, or as a a problem or an obstacle. I've learned from you, man, just you can view things as an amazing opportunity. You don't have to, I mean, you can actually choose the lens you view it through and that can make all the difference. Is there a time or a story or a moment, maybe from last year or from starting the company where you feel like you were really tapping into that, that delusional optimism where it paid off? Well, I mean, there's that famous Steve Jobs quote, which I'm going to butcher, but it basically says, like, no one knows anything about anything. And like, no one is a true expert. If you just get out there and have a belief in what you're doing, you can do whatever you want, basically. And so like, I'm definitely a huge subscriber to that. Um, I think all our best ideas at Athletic have kind of started as jokes. And I think you're definitely witness to that. But um, like, one of those was, some of our brew house expansions in San Diego, I kept joking about how we were going to put a 200 barrel brew house over in the corner. And then like next thing we knew after joking about it 25 times, it was already ordered or riding across the country on our coast to coast ride, all sorts of things. I think all of our crazier ideas start out as, and I know even between me and you, we have four or five that we kind of constantly email about and are just below the surface of like really big, funny (laughs) ideas too. Um, and they're kind of in that joke stage that at some point are going to merge in the world and, and take their proper form. So. Yeah. If, I, if I've learned anything is don't joke around with Bill cause he'll take it <laughs> and make it a reality. It's pretty funny. Yeah. You got to be careful throwing around crazy ideas around here. Like that spontane spontaneity. And I think one of the best things about athletic is that we're not like, uh, 
hierarchical bureaucratic company we're like very decentralized where everyone has their own power and decision making and autonomy to take take risks and take make tests and yeah i think us buying that adventure van this past week is a perfect example of that as well so great example stay tuned for fun things coming from the adventure van in the year ahead you're just going to have to keep an eye out on uh, what we're doing. But, um, man, so, so I, I know recently, Bill, too, you uh, you became a dad, and I don't know how you know much you talk about that, but I'd like to know, how has that changed the way you view pursuing your own dreams? If it has at all, you know, has it had any effect on you, the way you pursue what you're trying to do, or the way you view your dreams? Yeah. So I've always been a huge believer of, like, hitting pause, leveling out like every day has peaks and valleys and um just trying to like see things through other people's eyes and like be empathetic to how people are viewing the world and i think being a parent is a like extreme example of that where like you put yourself in your child's eyes and you're like what is he experiencing this week and it's like whatever week along the journey he can see colors this week that's got to be a rough rough adjustment or like his eyes are starting to focus and he can see our face for the first time that's got to be our super weird experience and really just trying to see the world through his eyes. And, but it's just a level of responsibility. That's unlike anything. It, uh, there, there's a huge responsibility for all of us at athletic and like maintaining each other's jobs and to the community and everything. But like a child that you're responsible for is like beyond anything as well. And awesome in so many of the same ways. You know, speaking of that, 2021 was a big year for you, you know, becoming a dad and all that, uh, so many things. What do you think, if you could fast forward five years, what do you think the biggest lesson will be from this year that you're going to take with you for the rest of time? Wow, that's definitely a big question. Well, we've learned a lot through COVID about putting the team first and making sure our teammates are safe and secure, have great jobs, taking care of our community. Um, and those things that really matter. But yeah, I think I think no matter what, it's like as the company grows to whatever scale, I think is making the world feel as small as we can. Like it all, like just staying true to like, so when we were in business planning in 2017, John and I had this unbelievable opportunity to stand around a homebrew set in an empty warehouse for a year. And basically we would just batch and batch and batch and refine our process and i think this is why our beer tastes great and like so differentiated from a lot of products on the market is that yeah we didn't originate in a marketing department that demanded a beer on the market in three months as like a single skew we started with a like relentless chase for better and better non-alcoholic beer but like in that John and I just homebrewing in an empty warehouse, two guys that barely knew each other. We had a year to talk about what's important. Like the same employee handbook we crafted in 2017 is our same handbook in 2021 and going to 2022. And like taking care of the team, like the principles of that are basically like taking care of the team, then our community, and then like the environment and world at large. And so I, I think just staying true to our values as a company, um, no matter how big we grow or like where we're doing business and stuff like that is I think definitely the most important thing is just staying true to our core and mission. You see so many companies start up and just immediately they're into commerce and don't like, once you're like up and going, you can't really like back, back in culture or mission. 
So I'm so glad we had the opportunity to build those things from the start as a company. That's so, you know, I, I don't feel like a lot of us either fully appreciate or fully understand how much time you and John did have with a blank canvas and how much preparation was put into that. Because a lot of companies, like you said, they, they maybe test an idea, test a product, and it grows and grows from there where you, did, you didn't have that ability to plan ahead of time. It's all happening and you kind of see where it goes. With you guys, how much on a day-to-day basis do you rely on that time that you had in that empty warehouse to plan this far ahead? How much do you rely on those principles and on that, yeah, those, those, that foundation? Yeah. yeah, well, John and I sure got to know each other really well during that time. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. it, it's really helped us as we like live on opposite coasts from time to time or like miles apart. It's like, like us staying in sync has been super easy because of that long runway. I think our runway was a little longer than we intended because no one wanted to work with us. No one wanted, like no one believed in the category. There was like no one talking about non-alcoholic beer excited about the time. So yeah, we had, we had quite some time to ourselves before we could start convincing teammates to join us. So going back to that empty brew house, pitching, you know, you know, that, that empty brew house, talking to, talking to folks, going nowhere, getting to know John. John's a super interesting and awesome guy. Um, and then pitching Brewbound in, in 2018. And then now, this year, having won from Brewbound a Brewery of the Year. How, I don't know, validating is that? What is kind of like your emotions around that? Obviously, I know you're going to say it's awesome and, and it's very exciting and whatnot, but how crazy is that to you in your own mind? Yeah, well, so we always like knew the community and beer world and like the revolution would eventually get there because it like just made so so much sense or maybe maybe that was delusional. But um, yeah, I can't really overstate how sad some of those days were. Um, Like I would go to Craft Brewers Conference, which is probably 15,000 people, all the Brewbound and BevNet conferences to like just learn about the industry and stuff and then networking on message boards, um, really trying to talk to thousands of people and like to not have any productive conversations. And I would get back to hotel rooms and just plop on the bed and call my wife and she'd ask how to go. I'd say then like zero progress, that kind of thing. And that was pretty devastating. Um, I'd say one of the harder moments too in business planning was, um, so after I quit my job, quit like a great stable financial job that I thought I'd do for another quarter century and retire to do this full time. And I'd never brewed beer before. So one of the first things I did was uh, I had our business plan and everything all done from years of work prior. And so like my wife saw me do all this. I print, had a map of the US on the wall in our home office and I put dots up all over the map of like contract brewers I wanted to visit and people I had to meet and stuff like that. And I'd actually started to book flights and rental cars and map it out. And then like, it didn't even cross my mind that like, I wouldn't be able to get any of those meetings. And I actually got rejected or non-responses from every single one. And my wife saw like all the dots come off the map. And eventually I canceled the trip. And at this point I was like 150 brewers into rejections too. And so it was like super dark. And, uh, but yeah, it was, there was no momentum at all in the category and stuff. So it like, then the win started happening. John reached out and he was the most talented, highly awarded and thoughtful person I'd talked to in the whole time. And he was like, I get this. 
like and and John's incredible. Like definitely go back and listen to his episode. But like so I found the perfect person to be our co-founder. And then like one by one, like people started to like show some interest. And it was really small momentum. But like I was at a conference late in 2017 and Darren Ravel, one of our like key investors who has introduced us to a ton of people at a conference like I said something walking by him and made like a joke about his, I think it was his basketball skills at that point. Cause he's internet famous for being a goofy athlete. And, but for many other great reasons, he's famous too. But like he turned his head and he was like, what are you working on? And I said, non-alcoholic beer. And he goes, that's interesting. Please keep me interested in that to kill Michelob Ultra. And I was like, yes. And <laughs> it was so interesting that he like immediately got it. I was like, wow. And like, I started to have more and more moments like that. And all of a sudden we went from like not getting any attention of investors or anything like that to like all these wins starting to rack up momentum. And so it's been really fun to go from like so devastatingly negative to like really earning our wins every stage along. And a lot, like so much of that is a credit to first John's belief in the category and like dedicated to perfecting non-alcoholic beer and making something we're truly proud of. And then every teammate who's joined us along the way and their talents. And so it's super long road, but like really fun. That's interesting. I can hear Darren saying that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And to his word, when I, so he said, I once you sell your first cans, let me know. And I would love to potentially invest. And like, that was like once we got past pre-revenue was kind of his threshold and true to his word, I emailed him right after that. And he was like, boom, I'd love to be involved. Fantastic. Well, Bill, I, I, you know, I just can't tell you like how on the brink of extinction this idea was from just the beginning to where it is today. Do you ever take a step back or how often do you take a step back and say, wow? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're just having fun and doing our thing. Honestly, uh, we do have those moments for sure. For example, last Friday night, John and I were the last two at the Connecticut facility that's under construction. It's a huge new 150,000 square foot construction site right now, which is about 15 times the size of our original production brewery. And it can make 50 times as much beer over time. Um, and John and I were the last ones there. And it was just like kind of a cool moment with like all the lights on the construction site were basically out. We took a selfie in front of this enormous construction site and it was just those moments, like reflecting with our teammates or we have so many teammates now passing their third anniversaries with the company and stuff. So in every monthly team update, I post like an old picture of like something funny that happened in the world or like the first team photograph or something like that. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun reflecting on, on all the moments along the way so far, but I still, it's, we're doing all the same stuff and staying close to the community like that we've done all along. And that's what we really enjoy. For example, a few weeks ago, I was at a bike race sampling beers and that's like meeting customers, talking to customers and like that's how we started. And that's how we do business nowadays too, just staying true to our core. Yeah, there's not a lot more things that are more fun here at Athletic than to give someone an Athletic for the very first time. Uh, and, and see that expression and see, it's always surprised. Like I, I was hesitant at first because when I had never had the experience, I was just handing beer to people. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. And now it's just, you know what they're going to do. They're going to be surprised. You're going to ask where they can buy it. You're just ready. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And I'm like legitimately just there standing there at the sampling booth, drinking the beer I love. And when someone comes up, like I have that confidence that like, 
they're going to love it. And for exactly those reasons. As you stand in that brewery, that new brewery, huge, 15 times larger than Connecticut's first brewery, what, what excites you the most about the upcoming year? I think having the team together in one office space more often. It, I mean, our, our current East Coast brewery has one single office like room that we've increasingly packed into over the years. But this new brewery has an amazing office space and it's going to have just like an awesome brew house and canning line. And I can't wait to see all the new equipment so we can continue to make super high quality beer at an ever bigger scale. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to visit there. And yeah, it, it is special every time we get together as a team, any amount of us, it's always a very special occasion. Um, what's your favorite athletic beer now? Run wild. It's funny. I So I order like almost every limited release and pilot beer we come out with, but I still end up like 70% of the beer I drink is probably run wild. I'm drinking a run wild right now as we speak, actually. Yeah, that's, I just had one too. It's uh, and <laughs> so people know Bill's a legitimate customer. When your <laughs> beer will come out and you're like, oh, I need to go buy some. And I was like, Bill, why don't you just ask somebody to send you some? You're like, no, I'm a customer first. And, uh, you know, you lead by example in so many ways. It's awesome. Um, what is a favorite daily habit of yours? Something you do every day? Um, Besides drink athletic, of course. I mean, I start every day like without my phone. Like I try to get as far into it without t- like looking at my phone and having like the fire drill of anyone else or the world's agenda taking up my mind. So it usually now starts with a diaper change for my son. But like the, some key elements of my morning ritual are like waking up, walking my dogs, feeding them breakfast. While I feed my dogs breakfast, I meditate. And then I try to get some amount of workout, whether depending on how busy my day is. It could be 10 minutes of burpees in the living room, or it could be going for a 10 mile jog outside, but like just getting a sweat and getting my own time to start the day. And then whatever else happens in the day, it's a win from there. But I would say those are the most important early building blocks. And then, I mean, days are so exciting. Like if, if you don't love what you're doing when your feet hit the ground in the day, you've got to look for a change. But like, I love what the randomness the day is going to come to me with, and I'm excited to hit those challenges. But then also like putting a cap on the day is super important in my eyes. So I have hard stops where I unplug and spend time with family, give my son a bath, eat dinner with my wife. And like, I may do projects later on in the night, but they're definitely at least those like two or three hours that I'm spending with family at night every single day and not letting like the world agenda just like kind of steamroll life, you know? Absolutely. Do you have a topic, ideas, or or something you're curious about right now outside of work and outside of family? Yeah. So, I mean, my biggest intellectual curiosity over the past five years has probably been like Bitcoin for the most part, but then like digital worlds and NFTs and stuff like that. So I think that's probably somewhat of a hint of some exciting stuff you'll be seeing from Athletic in the not too distant future, but uh, more to come on that. But it has been Whenever like the day becomes too much or whatever, like or I'm in a long car ride or something like that, that's always been like one of my favorite intellectual interests, which kind of combines my old career in finance, my macroeconomic interests and, and everything all into one. But generally, I love reading. Just like I unplug at the beginning of the day, I unplug at least a half hour before bed and try to read every night before bed as well. I have no idea what you're talking about with with how that involves athletic, but uh, so it'll be news to me too. So. 
<laughs> so that's exciting. I love it. Um, that's awesome. So last question, Bill, and thank you so much for the time. What does it mean to you to live without compromise? Yeah, I mean, it kind of is on every front. I think it's to live life enthusiastically, optimistically, pick people up, and like ruthless honesty and transparency. But um, I guess one of my favorite sayings that I think carries through to so many things of how I lead my life is from Gabby Reese, Laird Hamilton's wife. Gabby has a great motto called going first, which is like, when you walk up to people, you pass someone on the street, you pass someone on a jog, smile, say good morning, and like, go first, like bring that positivity to people first. And I think as if you bump into a teammate who's having a bad day, you essentially have the ability to either walk around with a storm cloud over your head or pick up 10 people every day, 20 people every day. And I think you got to choose positivity. It is a choice many days. <laughs> it is a choice. <laughs> Bill, man, those are awesome lessons of uh, leadership and just kind of a little, I, I love the insight into your life. I just think it's crazy what you're doing. I'll never forget the email you saved me. I printed it out. I framed it. It's just uh, it's just a life-changing experience. And uh, yeah, man, it's an honor working for you. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here. Working with, working with. Working with you. Mason, yeah. you, you truly are a lead adventure. It's uh, every, before you even start working with us at, uh, like I've loved every single thing I've ever heard out of your mouth and your enthusiasm for life. And uh, yeah, it's exciting to be back on here. Um, so a uh, long time listener. It's, uh, it's fun to call in every now and then. Absolutely. Well, Bill, thanks man for the time. And uh, yeah, this is going to be fun for our community to listen to just to get jazzed about 2022. Let's go. Awesome. Have All a right. great year, everyone. All Talk right. to you soon. See you, Bill. Thanks, Mason. Thanks again, Bill, for jumping on. Always a pleasure to hear from you. And if you'd like to try Athletic, go to athleticbrewing.com where you can find all of our non-alcoholic craft beers that can be shipped straight to your house, which is crazy. Free shipping too. Or if it's easier, look us up using our store finder and see where we are on shelves near you. And from all of us at Athletic Brewing, have a happy new year.